0: Welcome to the inaugural edition of Brewing a Storm. I am, of course, your host, Charles Storm, and welcome to my podcast. Now, this podcast is going to be a little bit similar, but also a lot different than your traditional podcast. We're going to be having a lot of superstars from promotions that recently got released. Maybe they haven't gotten released. Regardless, we're going to be having a lot of different wrestlers from the community share their experiences and, of course, their pro wrestling career over the years. Joining me today is none other than the one, the only, the Guardian Angel, Alexander Henry. How are you doing, Alex?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay. It's been uh, a tiring day. I haven't slept yet today, and it, you caught me at a good time where I, I'm like awake but not awake to do this podcast. I mean it's been a while since I did one. The last one I did, I called out Lido Deck and he ended up attacking me, and my brother, to start up our feud there. Um so yeah, let's see where this podcast goes.
0: Alright. Now I have a couple of questions just to begin. Now the first one is you are going to be wrestling uh against a very well known wrestler very soon. Is there anything you'd like to comment on that?
1: Well, I mean, as of right now, that's all I've been told about with my uh, CPN Great War po- uh, opponent, excuse me. Uh, it's kind of chilly in this room. But um, the most I've been told about my opponent for CPN Great War is that he's a traditional wrestler that's well known around the entire world that mainly resides in Japan right now. Now, I'm not 100% who it is, I would just say screw it and call him out if I knew who it was, but I don't know who it is. Chase has yet to tell me, and as you always know, I am open for any bookings at this point because since I got released from U—well, since I asked for my release from UCW, to be exact—I Um, I haven't been booked anywhere. That's that's the simplest way to put it. Hmm. I have not been booked anywhere.
0: Now. If you don't mind, or before we head on to UCW, because that's going to be our obviously our big topic, can we take a sort of side road and talk about your brother Matthew Henry and his upcoming match against DJ Black at CEW? Um,
1: I'm in the middle on it because me and my brother we we've had a up and down relationship throughout life. It just always seemed like he always was one upping me, no matter what he did, whether it was Oh, my older brother's on the soccer team and I'm on the, like, the kiddie team. Um, or in pro wrestling. Oh, my brother just ne- just helped, uh, the fall- this team that we used to call called the Fallen Wolves win the, uh, EXW Tag Team titles and I'm competing in high school gymnasiums in front of 20 people. Or, oh, Matty Henry just wanted to start up his own promotion called Pro Wrestling Alliance. Well, Alexander Henry's still competing. In gymnasiums, maybe in front of 40 people this time around, but yeah, it was always interesting, um, being two kids from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting with professional wrestling, really, I mean, you do have a lot of greats from here, many, many legends, but whenever your two brothers trying to one-up one another, it's pretty interesting how it goes, one goes great, one goes wrong, but, um, Unfortunately, it went great for my brother at first, and then uh, he unfortunately had a neck injury that put him out of the ring for almost three years now, I think. Um, so at TW, it will be the first time he's stepping back into a professional wrestling ring, but now, don't get me wrong, as a brother, I am worried for him because of his neck, but I can tell if there's determination, just in, our, in the family name of the Henry family line, um, we are always a determined family, whether we're coming back from an injury, we have a title shot, any of that. We're always determined to get the job done. And I have a feeling that my brother will get the job done at at Escape Room against DJ. Because this has been a feud that's been going on and off for over four to five years now. And I am excited to possibly see it come to an end at Escape Room. But again, I am concerned for both of them because sure... I still do blame DJ in a bit of a way for hurting my brother and taking him out of the thing that he loves. But at the same time, he is still a family friend, and I am concerned for the both of them since the fact that it is a no-holds-barred match.
0: Alright. Now, do you think that there is room for concern for Matthew Henry's safety, considering he obviously hasn't been wrestling in a while, obviously due to his injury, and do you think that it is a bad move to go against somebody like DJ Black?
1: No. My brother has faced DJ many times. Now, sure, the sad thing is my brother has never beaten DJ. And if you ask me, I'm not trying to offend my brother or DJ with this. Um, I'm already one step ahead of him with that because I made DJ quit UCW with one of my shoot promos that I didn't even pass by. Um... Brian, which we'll get into that later, but, um, I feel like that was a little bit me being ahead of my brother, because he could never beat DJ physically or mentally, and I feel like I just kind of beat DJ mentally there to the point he left UCW, but then I believe after that, or no, um, he, so, actually I'll explain that a little bit, and I'll get back into the subject, um, the reason why I went and did that shoot promo a few years ago is because DJ was kind of the reason why I got fired from UCW first time around, which was the only time I got fired and not asked for my release. Um so basically to put it long story short, I since my brother was out of the ring, I was supposed to help uh with TW and I was getting impatient because I'm getting I was, at that time I was hot, I was getting bookings and different promotions left and right. And then I was sitting there waiting for TW at that time to start back up again. Because we were originally supposed to start back up again a few years ago with me helping. Um, so I said, hey, I don't think I could do this. DJ got upset. We got in a huge argument. I got fired. I came back right afterwards. For apo- and I apologized to Brian for the incon- uh just, in the, just for the problem in general. Then I thought, why don't I get back at DJ? But um, back onto the subject with Matthew... Um, I'm not crazy concerned because of the neck injury. Again, it has been three to four years since that happened, so it's had a lot of time to heal. Now, the one thing I will admit I'm a bit worried about is the ring rust. Don't get me wrong, I have been training with Matthew, and I have seen a lot of ring rust that he needs to get through. I mean, he has a bit of time left to get that ring rust off. Of heat. As a one brother to another, Matthew, if you're listening to this, you need to get your shit together because... DJ's a challenge and you know that for a fact and he's only gotten better since the last time he stepped in that ring with him and It's no holds barred, so you, you better step your game up if you want to win that hardcore title
0: Now Let's talk about a different subject. How about PWR now a couple of weeks ago? Uh, this was that PWR a couple of weeks ago you attacked Leto deck himself. Is there anything you'd like to say or comment on that?
1: Oh I, I'm <laughs> No one knew I was gonna do it not even the owner. That's why I'm barred from all the future events That's why I'm not allowed to buy a ticket. That's why I'm not allowed to even be near the promotion Because they said next time I'd go there I'd be arrested um, So my main intentions was that just to get back a leader for attacking my brother I didn't care that he attacked me. It's not the first time I've been attacked It's definitely not gonna be the last time I've been attacked by someone, but if you attack if you attack my 33-year-old brother with a broken neck and try to injure him even more and even try to paralyze him, I'm going to get back at you. So I thought, what better to get back at him? Because, again, I beat Dead Zone. The man nearly ended my career, and I came back, and I beat Dead Zone. And then Lido just conspired with Michael Anthony, whatever his name is, Anthony Paul, I don't know. There's too many Anthonys in PWR. And just... Made it to where it would make it impossible for me to become number one contender for the PWR world title. So I thought, why not get back at him? So I bought a ticket for the event. Even Anthony Paul asked me if I'm even going to try anything. I told him no. And then as he saw, I jumped the barricade. I distracted him. I cost him the PWR world title. Security thought it was planned, even though that was a complete shoot. Um, And then I hit him with the silent ending DDT and I left so yeah it was it was an interesting situation uh, everyone was mad I was I was finding it hilarious because I got back at Leto um, this rivalry between me and him is a bit of a shoot work in a way some of it we're serious about some of it's a work it's it's how professional wrestling is there's some where there's real stuff and there's some where there's scripted stuff it's, it's just how the professional wrestling world is nowadays
0: alright now one last thing let's talk about xpw now you are their world champion is there anything you'd like to comment on well, that
1: uh actually to correct you i'm not the world champion i quit xpw i didn't ask for my release i just straight up quit um because both times like rashad if you're listening to this this is just me being bluntly honest as i always am that's why even as a baby face i've said i am the truth because everything i say is pure facts Whenever I was xpw heavyweight champion last year, I was booked against Duncan Walker for four fucking months Like that's like taking the shittiest world or just title design that you can find and saying like oh It's 24-7. Let's write 24-7 on it and hold it up near like what the fuck are you doing? like I'm not gonna fucking carry Duncan Walker on my back for four months straight, even though I did it and was forced to turn face whenever I was heel Literally everywhere else and while I was competing with a torn ACL may I mind you? Now this, After some time went by after about a year I won the xpw world heavyweight championship from the extremely over pushed in that company kid punk and then I thought okay this could finally be a turnaround and then nothing came from it. I was told, "Oh, you're not going to defend it. I'm going to take the title off you. Then you're not booked for Triple Mania." So I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. I quit. I'm not doing it. Just take the title off of me after I after I beat Slade, and then I'm done." And that's exactly how it went. I beat Slade, Rashad came out, told me I was fired, even though I quit at the show. I could have just skipped the match, but I quit the show. I got the title taken away from me. And I have not talked to Rashad since.
0: Alright, thank you. Um, Now, just one last promotion I can think about in my mind before we head on to the big topic. And that is WASW. Is there anything you would like to comment about WASW? Maybe about how you were Uh. pushed in that promotion?
1: I mean, the first thing I want to just get off my chest, and Wallace, if you're listening to this, no offense, but the dumbest thing he's done as of late was take away the men's division. If you ask me, I get it. I know the exact reason why it was taken away. I talked to a lot of the women from WASW, like Tiffany Envy, Aquaria Vanity, um, Cassidy Blank, Celeste Moto, Dessa, Skylar Carter, etc., etc., etc. And they've all said the same thing. It's just like, oh, there's a lot of backstage heat with the men. Now... This is what I always answered with. So, the men backstage caused heat. And that was the exact same reason why I got fired from the promotion. If they're going to cause drama, why not fire them like you fired me last year? Because the reason why I was fired, and most people don't know this, is because I was heated after um, me and Matthew's match at New Divide. Because I've said this time and time again, I exposed Matthew Storm on it. That wasn't a match. That was a shoot fight. I was trying to wrestle, Matt was there to fight, because he knows for a fact that everything I said about him, how he was a, a wannabe of a champion that he'll never be, even though he is UCW World Heavyweight Champion, I'll admit that. Brian Brian did a good job shoving him down our throats for the entire season and handed him the world title. And then, um, Matthew, I also said like his family hated him, his wife is a failure, his ex-wife, just all the nastiest shit I could think about. And that was all shoot, Um, and then I got backstage, and I was just yelling random shit, and I ended up uh, yelling that I was the best on the roster at that time. I mean, I, I wasn't, but I mean, I got the light heavyweight division to be in the main event for the first time. I think that's something to brag about a little bit. So I got a little bit over my head, and I got fired for it. Well, I don't know if you'd say fired, he f- was going to fire me, and I quit. It was kind of like XPW. Um, but either way, like I did feel bad afterwards after I quit, fired, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I did apologize to Wallace. He accepted it, but he said I'm not allowed back in the promotion, which I understood that. But um, the weird thing is, it seems like a lot of the men quit after I got fired. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, just because Alex got fired from WASW, everyone quit. It's just, like, it was so much of a coincidental in timing, because the the attempt of the UCW and WASW war. So, at that time, I thought everyone was quitting because I got fired. So, uh, yeah, like, with WASW, I really do respect the promotion, even after everything that we've... Even after all this hot heat that me and Wallace have had with each other for a little while, um... My original—I wasn't even mad at Wallace. Like my original plan was, I, I wanted to talk to him and see if we could do a me to find the authority kind of storyline, but um, I got fired, so I couldn't do it. But yeah, like my one problem with the promotion as a late is it—it, it, I get it. There's gonna be drama in the men's division. There's drama everywhere nowadays. I mean, there's people exposing each other for dropping the end bomb with a hard R left and right every other week. I mean. I opened up Twitter earlier today and I found someone flipping out on Christopher T. Rosa on why he's allowed to say the N word and then Silas says, Green says it and then everyone beats the shit out of Silas but not Rosa, which was fucking stupid if you ask me. Um, but yeah, like the, there's going to be drama nonetheless. And Wallace, if you're listening, please just bring back the men's division because there's a lot of great talent in that division that you, no offense, kind of screwed over by taking away the men's division. Yeah, all I really have to say about WSW It's just like many different just misunderstandings, all the the fun stuff.
0: I find it actually really funny because I was supposed to have a storyline with you inside WASW, but it never came yeah. to fruition. I was supposed to cut a promo on you. In fact, I probably still have the promo saved on the hard drive of my computer. I just never got... I sent it in and everything. I just never got back from.
1: Yeah, from what I'm remembering, it seemed like I was going to enter a rivalry with uh, Tyler once after I won the light heavyweight title.
0: Uh, It seems a lot of things didn't come to fruition. Now, speaking of things not coming to fruition, how about the big one? I understand, Alex, that many times in your career since you've debuted over two years ago... You have had multiple, countless things been said to you. However, the, those plans have obviously never come to fruition, and you've just ended up looking, uh, sorry to say, okay. but kind of mediocre. But, yeah. Can you. Which
1: I don't blame you there, I could agree. agree.
0: Oh, I, I wouldn't blame myself either at all. Now, listen, I need. I don't want alexander henry for this i i need the person behind alexander henry because like i'm sure a lot of
1: alexander henry jr that's what you need
0: listen i just need the man behind the car i don't need the character i just exactly i can't like because if we're talking in storyline ways then it just to me it just doesn't seem believable and i'm sure to many of the fans who are watching right now it doesn't seem believable However, like, if we got the man behind the car, it would seem more personal and real.
1: Like, you'd see how the man feels, not the character. Of course. Like, if it was... I know what you're going to ask me. How did everything with UCW go? Why did I ask for my release? How did it lead up to that? When did I know I wanted to leave? Just that simple stuff. Now... If Alexander Henry, the guardian angel, were to talk about it, it would just be like, oh, yada, 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 I just realized I wanted to leave, hold my craft, just if we get better, come back. But, if you're asking Alexander Henry Jr., which is, I literally just took my father's name and just ran with it in wrestling, um, it, it'd be a lot more realistic and you'd be able to, like, understand how I actually felt. Because, during that time, and I think Brian and the creative team are aware of this, I was never that happy being with UCW. If you get what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, I'll just go back from the very beginning. Whenever I debuted in May, on, uh, I believe, May 15th of 2017. Somewhere around there. Um I came in the call. I had to cover-up for my brother at the time. I originally intended to take the Matthew Henry name and just run with it. But then Matthew said that he would prefer that I just do my own thing. Then I ended up taking our dad's name. Um So... For a while, I was Matthew Henry, and I signed uh, Evolution at the time before it became FOW. And then I got called up to the main roster because the promotion that uh, roster was shutting down. And then I became Alexander Henry, and I debuted against another, then Havoc. Which is debatably one of my biggest rivals in uh, Ka, just in general. Because it's just like we always find our way back to one another. Um... But yeah, I debuted against him. It was an awesome match. People loved it. And I thought that I was just going to skyrocket from there. Um, Then I ended up getting a UCW Shotgun title match for Bash at the Beach 2017. It was myself versus Havoc versus CJR. Now, the thing is that I think the main thing that made me realize that I wasn't going to be used that well in the company was whenever um, I... So, at the time, before Bash at the Beach happened, Adam West passed away. So I thought, what else to do than have an attire inspired by Adam West? Whenever I went out and showed off the attire, the entire fucking crowd was quiet. They were confused on why the fuck I was wearing dark grey, black, bright yellow and Batman logos whenever it's supposed to be fucking sunny. Happy Sunshine, Happy Gilmore, fucking, you'll probably see Elvis Presley running through the scenery, running Happy Joyly, um, kind of pay-per-view, but, and then I even explained afterwards to Brian, because even he was confused about it, I was like, yeah, Adam West just fucking died, I wanted to, and he was, like, one of my favorite Batmans, so, like, I wanted to kind of honor him in a way, um, and even then he was still confused, but, um, yeah. After that, I, like, I was barely even that well used in the match. I was kind of more just on the outside, just getting beat up half the time. Like, not the whole time, not the half. Just like a good a percentage of the time. Um, So that's whenever I realized that I wasn't going to be that well used in the company, which I was okay with it, because, like, again, I've gone through a lot of promotions where um, I just wasn't used that well, so I got used to it, and then... I got a US title shot, which was during the time that I made DJ quit, t- or UCW, excuse me, from my shoot promo because I brought up the team, The Fallen Wolves. Now, I know the team member and DJ probably won't appreciate me bringing them up, but this is just <laughs> the man behind the character talking to another man behind the character about just professional wrestling. Um, I brought up a team called The Fallen Wolves, and I said, if anything, my brother was really the last wolf because... Um, During that time, again, he won the tag titles with uh, the other member named Jacob Hunter, and then he betrayed him at the pay-per-view. And then I just took that shot at DJ. He didn't appreciate it. He tried to get me fired, but I explained my story, and I just made up the excuse, saying that I thought it would be well for the storyline to make it personal between DJ and um, myself. Then DJ just ended up quitting. Which insisted bringing back David after he was fired. Um, which I wasn't that keen on wanting to work with David at the time, because um, me and him have always had a roller coaster of a relationship as friends. Right now, um, we don't like we're, we don't hate each other, but we just don't talk to each other. But um, yeah, like. I was okay with working with Havoc. I was a bit tedious about working with Rashad, because I, I, I've i never been that big a fan of him. He just seemed like he had a bit of an ego, if you ask me, which is kind of hypocritical coming from me, because we all know how big my fucking ego is. Um, but yeah, like with David, I was like willing to do it. Havoc, I was on board with it, because I've already worked with him like two, three, four times before that. And then Rashad, I was like, eh about, which was proven why I should have been in eh, about Rashad, because at game over, I believe it was David who was supposed to go over, but Rashad Stiff kicked me in the jaw, legitimately knocked me out, and then covered me for the 1-2-3, and retained the title, and Brian just said, fuck it and let it go, and thought it was reasonable. Now, me, I was upset, because, like, even you can admit, would you be upset if, even if you were gonna go under either way, like, you get kicked in the fucking jaw and you get knocked out?
0: Uh, Of course, Um, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, like, anyone, any logical person would be mad. Um, But yeah, uh, then after that, at the Shattered episode 5, I got told you're gonna attack Tyler Wolf. who's a pretty, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, He's a really, sure, his character, like, is this very edgy, grim kind of character that's just, it's meant to be taken seriously, but outside the ring, he is one of the funniest, uh, nicest guys you could ever meet. Um, And I was told that I'm going to attack him, I'm going to take his place in the U.S. Open Challenge, and I'm going to face Rashad. Now, either way, Rashad was going to go over again, because Kid Punk was returning to take the U.S. title off of him as a consequence for stiff-kicking me. Um, But that time, he did it again. Um, Because, again, me and Rashad have never had that good of a relationship. So, the original spot was, I was going to hit him with my old finisher, the the end of, uh, fucking, I can't remember what I called it back then. and I, I was just, like, fucking, I don't even know what the hell I was doing back then. Um, it, most people know it as the bitter end, but I believe I called it just, like, the golden slam or something like that. I don't know. Because I was in the middle of doing my golden artist gimmick. I hit him with that, I throw him in the ring, and I was gonna do a springboard, uh, knee strike. And I went to do it, I did the springboard, I was in the air, and then Rashad out of nowhere catches me, throws me in the air, and then super kicks me. And then I buckle my knee, I go back down, and I realize that I tore my ACL. And just the second I landed on the ground after I buckled my entire leg, basically, that my ACL was torn. Um, I rolled out of the ring, the doctor walked over, and I said, like, I just knew from the start. I was like, I think I tore my ACL. And then he assisted me to the back, Kid Punk jumped the barricade, beat Rashad one two three, Civil War, yada, yada, yada. Now... Then after that, um, I'm pretty sure you remember this, Charles. Uh, you remember how at the end of the Civil War, how there's a guy that looked like Aaron Slade, right?
0: It was Aaron Slade, wasn't it?
1: No, it was me. Oh. Yeah, it was, I was able, uh, like, they were able to clear me for non-physical contact competing. Like, just be able to do segments and all that, but would not be able to get in physical contact. Um, it was about five months after my surgery. Um... Because even then, like, I was barely even allowed to, uh, compete at New, or just in WSW, because, like, I I kind of did it without the doctor's permission, which was another reason why I got fired. Um, but I was there at the end with the, the song playing, the empty arena, standing on the stage, just looking at the Civil War ring. After all the chaos, Ryan became champion, DJ turned heel, all that stuff, um, and then I was standing there, and it was supposed to look like Aaron Slade, and he, then they thought of the bright idea, why not make it seem like it was actually Aaron Slade, and then Alex come out and make it known that it was him. And I was on board with it, because Slade, Aaron Slade has always been one of my dream matches I want to get out, out of the way before I end up retiring, because I don't, I don't plan to go crazy long in professional wrestling. I want to keep some of my life to spend with my family. Um... But yeah, I was on board with it, then UCW temporarily shut down, um, the Rumble didn't happen, uh, fucking, uh, whatever pay-per-view after that, and then Genesis didn't happen, so my rivalry was slated, was completely cut. Then, at, um, what do you call it, uh, the return episode, which, which, me and you were both in, the gauntlet match, also, don't mind the dogs barking in the background. Um, yeah, they're dogs. But um yeah, we were both in the Gauntlet match and we were both already well, in a, well known and and our Kazan was retaining. You you were got eliminated fucking first, which if you ask me, I was a little bit upset about cuz you're great talent in the ring. And um, whenever we faced each other at uh after party before all the camera footage got cut and they told him not to fucking publish it, even though we said fucking did it anyways. <laughs> um we had a really good match if you ask me and uh it's kinda of bullshit that you um got eliminated first. Then um after all this different things happened, uh just so much stuff happened, I lost. I, I, I was originally supposed to turn heel in UCW actually. I was whenever I returned, I was a baby face. Then I was gonna turn heel at Bloodbath if it actually happened. Um I was gonna turn heel because um I'm sure people know of one of my friends that compete in the ring. He's known as Nitro Nightmare. He's 7 foot tall. He's 385. I'm mainly muscle. He's basically the, the more realistic version of Dead Zone. Let's put it like that. Um, he was going to help me win against Havoc in a death match. I was going to win. I was going to retain my contract in UCW. That I got impatient because... It just The creative team just kept telling me, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then different people were coming backstage to me saying, oh, Brian's going to just have Nitro nudge a pin and that's it. And I'm like, that's whatever clicked to me that I wanted to leave. I was like, okay, if I'm going to get told one thing and then something else is going to happen, then like, no. And then even me and Havoc talked about it because with my back, I can't do what I did against Dead Zone. It's hard to do it. Whenever you nearly break your back, it's hard to even wrestle after that. I'll admit that. That's another reason why my career ain't going to be as long as I planned for it to be. Um, but yeah, so I me and Havoc planned for it to make it seem like Ale- like the character Alexander Henry kind of had like PTSD from doing deathmatch stuff. Like, oh, Havoc would mainly be the one doing the deathmatch stuff, and Brian hated the idea. He was literally tempted to just cut the match from the card. And, um, I was mad, so I went up to him backstage, I explained basically what I'm explaining right now, I was like, hey, um, I want to talk to you about my contract, it's about to expire, and I don't want to resign." and Brian asked me why, and I said, I've been here for fucking two years, like, th- this is just me paraphrasing, I was more respectful with it, this is just me being honest, I was like, I've been here for fucking two years, and like you said earlier, you're, I look like a mediocre joke, I look like the guy that can't get anything done and just keeps trying new things as if like I was a fucking clown at a at a show just wearing different makeup every damn time. I came in with the fucking the uh steampunk uh god that didn't go anywhere, so I decided why not do the renegade went nowhere. I started to try to bring in this gimmick called the Overlord, basically where I'd go insane because of all my failures got I got told by Brian if I didn't do it. Like, if I stopped, if I didn't stop doing it, I was going to get in trouble. Like, I wasn't going to get fired. I was maybe just going to get, like, suspended at the most. i do the fucking Golden Artist, which is probably the most original thing I could have thought of at that time. Oh, doesn't go jack shit anywhere. i start the, the Silent Hero. I could already sense it wasn't going to go jack shit anywhere. Then I tried to do this Truth Speaker, which was basically just what I was doing in WSW, but instead as a darker heel with Nitro Nightmare by my side and um just all these different things went nowhere so i was like i'm on it like i was more respectful of it and i think you could tell i was pretty much saying i'm getting sick of waiting for all these opportunities because brian said i was going to be built up as like this guy that would get closer and closer each time and then finally get that big win and now the fucking show's shutting down and from what i know right now i'm not even booked on like sure i get i left the show but like if it's the last show and I stuck around for two years after being mistreated over and over again after being promised so many opportunities, you think I'd be booked on the fucking card. But, I don't know. Brian said he may have something for me, actually, so I can't really say I'm not booked on the card. He said he may have something for me. He hasn't told me what. He's, he already told me this. He said it's going to be a deathmatch, so that's going to be fun. Hmm.
0: Now Like there's a lot of Sort of Rumors That You and UCW but not just UCW But the UCW guys Not all of them but most of them Now There's a lot of rumors going around That uh, there's heat Between you guys between certain members of the UCW roster and you, these rumors true at all?
1: Um, some are true, some are not. Uh, if you like, just give me a few names and I'll tell you if they're true or not.
0: Okay, if you don't mind, let me just quickly uh, pull up my list here. Uh, You're good. We'll start up with obviously the owner, Brian the Brain.
1: I mean, I like the guy. He's extremely chill outside the ring. He's very understanding whenever um. I asked for my release, like, I was, again, I was more respectful with it, and I was just like, hey, I've been here for two years, and I haven't really got much of an opportunity, why don't I just go off, get, just try to figure out what the hell you want me to do to actually get a fucking shot here, and then come back. Like, I didn't say hell or fucking, just like, basically said that in paraphrasing. And he said, "Okay, let's do that. And you're good. You're no longer contracted to ECW." I said, "Sweet." Left. Have barely been booked since. Been in two episodes of PWR. That's it. And now I'm barred from all of their events. ROX has become a lot more secure with their um, with their things, their shows. I have. I will say this. I have taken in a bit of an acting role for uh, Malachi's Resurrection series, which is awesome. Um, but aside from that, I haven't done anything. Um, I'm trying to get booked more with TW coming back. I, As of right now, I do not know if I'm being booked. So I am going to wait to see what DJ comes up with. Um with PWR again. I'm banned from the promotion till further notice because I illegally attacked Lido. I'm lucky I'm not in jail. Um but yeah, with with Brian like he's an interesting guy. The only thing that I really have a problem with him is that he promised me all these different opportunities would come and I'd finally have that that big moment and then it never came along. So I'm not like I'm not pissed at him. I'm just more pissed at the fact that that moment never came. So, yeah, like, just to put it simply in the words, like, I I have a mixed opinion about Brian. He's a chill guy, but, like, I, I, whenever I was working with him in UCW, we didn't have that good of a relationship.
0: Um, what about Jose Carter?
1: Oh, I fucking love him. He's like a brother to me.
0: That's good, that's good. Kid <laughs> Punk. Yeah, he,
1: um, He's a chill guy. I worked Again, I've worked with him in XPW. He's pretty easy to work with. Um. I, did, I was a bit upset that um even after a crazy match that Rashad and I have, he, even though I've already said I don't have the best relationship with Rashad, um, excuse me, with the, all that shit with Rashad, we had a great match even though we barely even wanted to work with one another. Then Kid Punk came and It felt like he kind of stole that spotlight from the match because he had such a crazy return after... Being Joker Punk for a few months and then won the US title so I'm not mad at him about it I'm not mad about the booking. I just wish that it it what didn't happen right after probably my best match in ECW
0: What about Havoc? Uh,
1: Havoc he he's a really chill guy. I like him again. He's very easy to work with he's one of the very like little people from uh, Wales that like I know and he's really chill again. He's easy to work with. I've known him since I joined and all that stuff. It's just he he's a really cool guy and I hope that we find ourselves in another promotion with each other one day.
0: Um just going to do rapid fire just tell me if you like them or not. Uh just so we can you know move this segment along. Uh sure. <clears throat> chase done. Uh
1: He can be annoying at times, just to put it simply. He has his moments, and he knows it.
0: Ethan Moda. Or, I should say, Celeste.
1: Yeah, well, both the with both the Modas. Celeste and I, I'll admit, I used to like her whenever I first joined UCW. She's a really chill friend, nice to just sit down and talk to. Ethan, I don't, I barely know him. Just to put it simply. Colby. (laughs) I've hung out with him once or twice. Colby, oh, I want to fucking face him. So, I I know he's not my opponent for Great War, because he's already blocked up with Christopher T. Rosa after last episode, but, Colby, if you ever find a promotion that's open for members, and you're in there, and you need a match at a pay-per-view, call me.
0: Anyways. Alright. Uh, Elias DeMarco.
1: He's fucking hilarious. I love what he's doing with the trash man gimmick, uh. Whenever- I heard whenever he first came up with it, I thought it was gonna be a fucking joke, if you ask me, which... It, it's a good joke, it's like Kevin Hart good, rather than like fucking... Oh, here's hear me, my friend's going to get the beans from the kitchen at three in the morning kind of jokes. Like, those ones are fucking stupid, and Elias comes here, holds a trash can for five seconds, and he's like the biggest thing in UCW. <laughs>
0: um... <laughs> Matthew Storm.
1: Um He's a man of many flaws. Let's just put it as that. I didn't I never I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree with me backstage. He the only reason why he's world champion is because of how long he was there for. I get it he's also earned it. He's improved a shitload over the time. But he still has a lot to improve on, and if you ask me I wouldn't say I would put myself as a world champion. I'm just saying I would have chose someone else if I had more options than Matthew, if I were Brian.
0: Uh, David Blake.
1: Again, like I said earlier, me and him had an up-and-down relationship. Uh, earlier this year, me and him got into a huge fight, which I won't go in-depth on. Um, Just know that me and him didn't talk for a while. and yeah, Right now, I... I I'll put I'm willing to talk to him just we haven't as of late because again he's about, uh, he's actually booked in shows and <laughs> I'm nowhere I'm just competing in front of crowds in Mexico. Uh
0: last last two uh Romano. Uh
1: I don't know how to feel about him. Uh, I have like a mixed opinion. Like I like him as a person, as uh, outside the ring like Alexander Henry Jr. to Romano J or Romano Jordan, um, which is his last name, which is hilarious to think about that uh Romano Jordan faced Colby Jordan. Um yeah, like as a wrestler I think he has a bit to improve on. Which one of the things is whenever he cut his promo before Civil War against Colby where he was like whisper yelling, but he was like Colby Jordan! Like, if you're yelling in a fucking promo, you might as well make it sound like it. Like, no offense, Romano. Just me putting it bluntly. Like, that, that bothered me. And I'm pretty sure it bothers a lot of people, even Colby.
0: Last but not least, the real Lido deck.
1: I liked him at first. Like I said in my podcast with DJ, me and him, once I turned heel, me and him became really good friends. Some of that I was making up. Like, oh, uh, he was trying to steal from me, yada, yada, yada. Like I liked him at first until he attacked my brother right outside the ring I still want to say that I respect him, but whenever even outside the ring in the ring. He attacked my brother stiffly I don't care where it is. I'm gonna keep costing him world title shots. I don't I don't give a shit I'm just doing me at this point. Like I said on my Instagram. I'm back to the basics I'm competing in front of 50 people in fucking Puerto Rico. Do you think I'm really going to give a shit if I jump a fucking barricade in front of, like, 100,000 people watching on different social media platforms and then in front of, like, 20,000 in a fucking arena?
0: Hmm. Um, Now, is there any sort of last-minute words you want to say? We've already talked about why... We already talked about why you left UCW, all the plans that didn't come to fruition. Is there any other plans from any other promotions that really ticked you off? Is there anything in your career, I should say, that you regret?
1: Oh, there isn't anything I regret, but this is going to be something that I am going to regret. Because I know Chase has a certain plan for me comma uh, CPN World War. But I like to take matters into my own hands, as we know. So... There's this guy that's caught my attention in PWR. He's going to be in True One Pro. His name is Jacob Mazer. He is a Polish wrestler that supposedly has chops as if you're getting shot by a shotgun. Like, from what uh, Dylan Saber said. Now, if you don't know me already, I like a challenge. I've faced Dead Zone twice, I beat Dead Zone, I'm the only man to do it. I'm going to be the only man that's done it. So, Jacob Mazur, if you can even understand English, and if you're listening, how about this? A good old one-on-one match at CPN Great War. Alexander Henry versus Jacob Mazur. So, I just wanted to make the challenge there. If he understands me, I will let him make the decision. So, yeah. I wanted to challenge him. I don't care what Chase had planned for me. I like to take matters into my own hands. I'm not patient anymore. So, yeah. Jacob Mazur, Alexander Henry at, at CPN Grave War. It has a good ring to it.
0: Now, I need, like I said earlier, I need the man behind Alexander Henry because we're heading right back into these whole storyline shit, and personally, I'm sick of it. I want real shit.
1: That that was the real shit. (laughs) You think I'm challenging him to a wrestling match? Like, Sure, I said a good old one-on-one wrestling match. I mean, I want the the man behind Mazur. I don't want Jacob Mazur. Jacob Mazur is just a Polish guy that hits people hard. I want, I I don't want those shitty little chops that sound like you're just slapping your hand against rubber. I want him to hit Alexander Henry Jr., the guy that, that hasn't done anything in professional wrestling at all. Anytime he's been handed something, it's been taken away from him at the exact same second. Whether it was being fired from WASW, whether it was quitting XCW, quitting UCW after two years of being wasted. Jacob Mazur right now is probably the biggest threat to true one professional wrestling over in Japan. I don't care if it's in true one. I don't care if it's in CPN. I don't care if it's at Genesis Infinite. I want Jacob Mazur because I'm I'm tired of waiting to actually be known as Alexander Henry, whether it has to be the guy Alexander Henry, the guardian angel, or the man. I'm going to make my name known, Charles, and you know this for a fact. I'm tired of waiting I've been here for almost three fucking years almost three next year will be three Jacob Mazur hasn't even been here for two months and he's already booked in a place like true one fucking bro I've been here for two and I've been sitting in low-life fucking shows like XPW if anything it should be the other way around I get it he's fucking seven foot five hundred pounds he has a beer gut bigger than Thor's from Avengers Endgame, and he chops like as if missiles were being dropped on you. That doesn't make him anything special. I, uh, last year, I nearly killed myself and jumped off a fucking stage. Does that make me hunky-dory, humpty-dumpty? No, it makes me known as the guy that did that one cool moment and got forgotten about. So, I know you wanted the man. That is the man. I don't want Jacob Mazur. I want the man. I want... I want him to give me everything, whether it has to be a wrestling match or another shoot fight. I've already been in one. If you want to fight, Jacob we will fight.
0: Alex, now I needed to know, is what is the highlight of your career so far? What is your <laughs> favorite nothing. moment? Nothing. None of them. Nothing. That's quite <laughs> bold considering you're in UCW for two years. You've been <laughs> in countless promotions. The fact that not a single thing even comes to mind seems quite shocking.
1: (laughs) Again, like I said earlier, this is the man. I know Alexander Henry, the Guardian Angel, is supposed to be a big baby face. This is the man, Alexander Henry Jr. In Mm. XPW, both of my world title reigns got absolutely fucking wasted. At that time, I'm not even saying this is say as an ego, this is just me being honest. I was the top star there. I was busting my ass every single week. I competed there with a torn ACL whenever I wasn't even actually cleared to compete. That's the reason why I got the, the heavyweight title taken off of me, because I wasn't even cleared to compete. Then, I come back to the shit show. I compete in front of maybe like a thousand, two thousand people, which is which is a good amount to say the least, but Again, like you just said, I, complete, I compete in places like UCW. I competed in a place like PWR that usually has sold-out stadiums. That's, with how Rashad builds up XPW is fucking ridiculous. And then he wasted my world title run again. And then in WSW, I won the light heavyweight title, and then I got fired the next day. Hmm. And then in UCW, I've had good matches, sure. But... There hasn't been any significant moment there. So, what's my favorite moment? That was the question? Correct. My favorite moment is whenever Jacob Mazur or Lido Deck will actually grow a pair of balls and face me in a match.
0: Pretty ballsy. Now, there's one last question I have before the end of this interview, and that one last question is, what's next for Alexander Henry? What's next after he's been pushed into the mud time and time and time again what is next for alexander henry after he's been fired from ucw after every single promotion where he thought he is getting a little bit of a push in gets sent right back down what is next for the man who has nothing what is next for the man who is a nobody what is next for you
1: like i just said i just called out jacob mazur and leto deck
0: okay but that's just one thing that is one uh, small thing. That is a one small step in the road. What is the future for Alexander Henry? Where can we see you on a weekly basis? Where can we I mean, see Alexander Henry again?
1: I mean, if I were to beat Jacob Mazur, I hope that the owner of True One Pro would open his eyes and see that just because I'm a little guy doesn't mean that I can't beat someone big like Jacob Mazur. Like I just said earlier, I'd fucking beat Dead Zone. I'm the only guy to do it. I'll beat Jacob Mazur. He's the biggest threat in coming to True One Pro. So, to True One Pro, if you're listening, or to a place like ROX, or a place like Redemption Pro, name it if you're listening. I am in need of more of a shot than I have ever needed in my entire time here in this community. I've been here for two years, and I've been overlooked for too damn long. Whether... It was in UCW where I was overlooked for people like Colby Jordan, Matthew Storm, DJ Black, the man that trained me. David Blake, Chase Dunn, or whether it was over in XPW where I was being absolutely wasted, or whether in in WSW where I had all the freedom and then I lost it. I'm a man with nothing to lose. If anything, I'm like a dead corpse walking around whenever it comes to my career. So again, to True1Pro, ROX... Freedom Pro, Redemption Pro, it doesn't matter if you're listening and you want someone who has, who has lost everything and has everything to regain, look no further. Because I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of always just thinking, when is my next shot going to come? I'm tired of thinking that. It's not when is Alexander Henry actually going to get a shot. It's... Where is Alexander Henry just gonna turn up next? Cause I don't give a damn what people want anymore. I'm doing things my way. Sure, in UCW, in Tew, in Shogun, they want me to be also so happy little babyface. But trust me, my contracts don't say I need to be nice guy everywhere. Because just because I signed my contract, another contract for a one match at UCW. Just because I signed a contract to T.E.W., just because I signed a contract to Shogun it doesn't mean I'm gonna shut up. It doesn't mean I'm gonna be nice guy hunky-dory. I'm not gonna do meet and greets because these people disrespected me. I'm supposed to say that I want them behind me, but I know for a fact they aren't gonna listen. Because they always point for the big people in this community. They always point at people like leto deck. They always point at people like Jacob Mazur, like Desmond Cruz, like Will Steele, like Colby Jordan, like Stitches, like Ashba, like DJ Black, all these different people. They point at them. They just want the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then they don't even get bored of it, but then the next day they go on Twitter and complain, oh, why is this show doing the exact same thing? Even though they were just begging in the other show. For, oh, why not, oh, Desmond Cruz is booked as the Star Team World Champion, why don't we put him as the ROX World Champion, too? What's, what's, ha- what's next? Oh, is Desmond Cruz going to come to UCW and going to crash the UCW World Title Match and take the World Title there? No. It's about time, someone like me, there's many great people in this community that have been overlooked. People like me, like you, like Tyler Wolf, like Robert Martyr. the list goes on and on and on. I don't need to cry my way to the top. I don't need to pay my way to the top. I'm going to show everyone what I can do. Whether it's competing in a death match, whatever it's competing in a normal match, an extreme rules match, whether you want to throw me inside of a cell, it doesn't matter. I am an unhinged man that can do whatever he wants when he wants to do it. I will show up wherever I want. I've done it once. I'll do it again. I did it with PWR, I didn't get arrested, I'll do it with ROX. Hell, maybe after a match at UCW against whoever it is, maybe I'll jump the barricade and I'll attack Matthew and Brian. I don't care anymore. I'm a man unhinged. I've been here for two years and I've gotten nothing. I'm at the point, there's been so many points over the last year where I just wanted to hang up the boots and be done. But then I realized, I need to fucking change things around here. I need to make sure things actually are corrected. So where we see something new here, where there's actually a dawning of a new day, whether it's it's like Happy Death Day, where we fall asleep, we wake up on the same day, I need to find that killer, take him out, so we can wake up and find a new dawning of the next day. I'm Alexander Henry Jr. I'm a second generation superstar, and I've been fucking wasted for too long. I don't care what the promotion is. I will be there one day. And I will hold a a championship above my fucking head. And I will prove to UCW, to XPW, to PWR, to every promotion that I am one of the top guys if you give me the damn opportunity.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Thank you to Alexander Henry for joining me on this first episode of brewing a storm and of course thank you to everyone who is watching and we'll see you guys in the next episode this has been charles storm and my guest alexander henry signing off